This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, January 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump gets help making border case. How long will farmers hold out? And state ag officials want shutdown ended. Trump finds Farm Bureau welcome in New Orleans. President Donald Trump can't help but be pleased with his trip to New Orleans yesterday, speaking to the American Farm Bureau Federation for the second year in a row as they celebrated their 100-year anniversary. The forum gave him a friendly audience to press his case for border wall funding, and the event showed the national media and members of Congress that a critical part of his base is sticking with him, despite the lack of major progress on the two biggest issues roiling U.S. agriculture right now, that trade disruptions and a shortage of labor. Trump also got some help in making his case. Arizona rancher Jim Chilton, who went to the podium wearing his Stetson, called for building the wall, saying it's needed to stop the traffickers who are now trespassing his ranch to carry drugs into the United States. Well, there's no question that the Farm Bureau was pleased to have the presidential attention to farm issues for the second year in a row, even if the president had no new news to offer. The audience of about 7,000 stood for the beginning of his speech until he asked them to be seated, and then rose for standing ovations numerous times, including the point where he promised that he would increase the flow of legal foreign workers without saying how he would do it. But be careful, Mr. President. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall tells AgriPulse that farmers' patience with Trump's trade policy isn't infinite. Duvall told AgriPulse, quote, I think he knows he's under a timeline with us. The clock is ticking, and if something doesn't move pretty quickly, he probably would start losing support. By the way, Duvall had said Sunday he would raise concerns about the USDA shutdown with the president. As it turned out, the president was running late due to a delay leaving Washington, and Duvall only had time for casual pleasantries. Duvall was at the end of a receiving line of dignitaries that met the president at the New Orleans airport. U.S. takes aim at China's non-tariff ag barriers. Restrictive Chinese regulations that complicate and diminish U.S. exports of pork, beef, poultry, and other farm commodities are what U.S. negotiators are focusing on in the ag portion of the ongoing trade talks that, according to sources with knowledge of the talks, speaking with AgriPulse. The dedicated session on agriculture trade issues last week in Beijing touched on a wide variety of topics where the Trump administration wants to see reform, one source said. But the primary focus for U.S. negotiators was on Chinese regulations, like its ban on growth hormones and the country's asynchronous biotech trade approval system. By the way, President Trump says his tariffs on Chinese goods are having the desired effect of making the country more willing to make concessions. Trump said before traveling to New Orleans yesterday, we're doing very well with China. They're having a hard time with their economy because of the tariffs. We're doing very well with our economy. China wants to negotiate. I have a great relationship with President Xi, and I have a relationship with almost everybody, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. State ag leaders urge an end to the shutdown. The partial shutdown that has closed FSA offices and shuttered much of the operations of the USDA needs to come to an end for the sake of America's farmers and ranchers, according to the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. NASDA President and New Mexico Secretary of Agriculture Jeff Witt said the impacts of this shutdown are real. 
Not only are farmers and ranchers unable to use a host of existing USDA programs they depend on, they also can't use important programs they need now from the recently enacted Farm Bill. Representative Steve King barred from the Ag Committee. House Republican leaders agreed Monday night to bar Iowa Representative Steve King from membership on the Agriculture and other committees as a rebuke to his recent remarks, which appeared to support white supremacy. In a New York Times story last week, King is quoted as saying, White nationalist, white supremacist, Western civilization. How did that language become offensive? After the article appeared, King called himself a nationalist and said he does not support white supremacy. But the outrage over King's remarks has only grown stronger since the comments. House Democrats have filed a resolution to censure King, who represents one of the nation's largest agriculture districts and has seats on the Agriculture and Judiciary Committees. Steve's remarks are beneath the dignity of the party of Lincoln and the United States of America. That House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy in a statement, along with the announcement that King would not be allowed on to any committee. His comments call into question whether he will treat all Americans equally without regard to race or ethnicity. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell also criticizing King, telling the Washington Post that King's latest comments are, quote, unwelcome and unworthy of his elected position. If he doesn't understand why white supremacy is offensive, he should find another line of work. Both Iowa senators also have condemned King's remarks. Australia gets new access to Japan's rice market. Next month, Japan will hold its first tender for Australian rice as a part of the terms of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, and that has the USA Rice Federation concerned. Japan is the third largest foreign market for U.S. rice, but U.S. farmers will not share in the benefits of the CPTPP because the Trump administration pulled out of the Pacific Rim Trade Pact back when it went by the shorter acronym TPP. The 11-country trade pact that went into effect on December 30th provides a new 6,000 metric ton quota for Australian rice for the first three years and then gradually increases to 8,400 metric tons in 2030. USA Rice COO Bob Cummings said, We've made clear to the administration that a trade agreement with Japan to ensure that U.S. rice doesn't lose market share to Australian rice is a top priority. American Sugar Alliance hires ag trade veteran Brian Grunenfelder, a veteran USDA and USTR official who played a key role in the formation of the Trans-Pacific Partnership and managed ag trade talks with South Korea, Colombia, and Purdue, is joining the American Sugar Alliance. Grunenfelder has most recently been the Deputy Assistant USTR in the Office of Agriculture Affairs. Grunenfelder, who also spent more than 25 years at USDA's Ford Agriculture Service, joins the group as an in-house consultant who will work with ASA Trade Advisor Don Phillips. Well, here's today's He Said It. You all know what prairie potholes are. I don't, but it sounds bad. That President Donald Trump referring to the wetlands that dot much of the upper Midwest. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, January 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.